Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode which is called Milltown Malmo and Larry Keelty sent that in. Am I Larry? I wanted, I wanted to do an experiment this week. Do you know the way that we're kind of, um, uh, we spend, uh, well, I don't know how long you spend doing it but thinking of stuff to talk mm. about. Hours all, I spend. All and my life, every day. Just, really? Everything I do I think would be suitable for the for podcast. The po- <laughs> So I've I've some stuff written out that I thought oh these might, might be interesting to talk about this might be interesting to talk about that but why don't we just do an experiment and have nothing to talk about but just keep talking so in other words let's let's have an how are you like and let's just start off with an ordinary so let's right. not, look, so at our, let's our not look at our notes well you can look at your notes if you want to but no no we'll okay so let's now. try and record a chat with no stops just and a, just normal just a normal how how was your weekend how are you just watched a lot of a lot of football um that was really it. How about you, Tommy? Any day that I take the dogs for a walk on the bog road is a good day. That's what I realised. Yeah. Mm. What is it about? Is the I don't know. I just think it's the it's about a two or three mile walk. Uh, the dogs are off the leash, just galloping, mm. um, and it's just the fresh air of it up there. Yeah. And, and a lot of yeah, any day with that, I think, is a good day. Did you were you out? La- was anyone out last night? Or the other night outside. I, outside. <laughs> Or out in the pub. Oh God, the choice. Uh, the, 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 the chance that we find Sunday thing. evening, I, I went back in time. I, and I know now that I can step back in time, in the space of a couple of miles, and I know now I can go somewhere where I'm getting total motivation, total inspiration, and total mojo from a part of Ireland, that when I go into it, it's it, it, it's out of this world. The other evening. At about eight o'clock, myself and the missus went to Nakma. Have you ever walked Nakma? No, is it a, that's a forest, is it? Or it's is a it forest a located eight kilometres far side of Galway and five kilometres. five miles for anybody listening in the And ages. five kilometres from Tume. It is the ancient Lurita. You travel these roads. We need to get you up Nakma. Right. It is from a distance. Spell, spell it. Knochma. K N O C K M A. Knochma. It is the well, spell, ancient. Spell the ma bit of it. M A father. Ma. Ma. Knochma. Knochma. It is the ancient. As you look at it. What does it, it mean? Hill of the. The hill of ma. Mother. 
As you look at it, it's like an, a canopy of ancient oak trees and, and sycamore and ash. And it's like this thing you'd see in Narnia. It's the ancient seat. At the back of the wardrobe. It's the ancient seat. <laughs> That's where Narnia is, it's at the back of the wardrobe. I know, you, in I through know, the wardrobe. In through you the go into the wardrobe and you, then you meet the yes. Aslan. Yeah. Yes, you, <laughs> you do. How can I protect you in this crazy world? In you go and away you go, Aslan. So from a distance, it looks majestic. It's the ancient seat of Fionnvar, the king of Connacht, who was the king of the fairies. And Maeve resided there for many years. She's buried above there, Queen Maeve. But the fairies lived in Nakma. So tens of thousands of fairies from all over is, Ireland. Is Maeve not buried outside fucking Sligo? Yeah, Nakma. No, no. There's, she's buried in a load of places. All bits of her everywhere. That's it, yeah. In Ireland, there's 27 ancient burial sites for Maeve and one of them is Nakma. Maybe right. she's not buried there, but she was up there for the parties. Well, well, someone else is buried at the top of a mountain in Sligo and I'm pretty sure they're telling you it's Maeve. So well, Maeve yeah. used to hang around with, the, with Fionnvar, the king of the fairies. He was the king of Connacht. So the fairies, tens of thousands of them, just like you go on a junket or a big exposition or a big trade fair the fairies from all around Ireland would head to Knockmar <laughs> they had a conference they there. would have a conference there and they would go deep into the bowels underneath and yes. there, there's a hidden world deep in there and they're still there like a big pride march <laughs> and what do you think they would be <laughs> Jesus Christ that what do you could, think yes, their, it'd be, meet, their it'd annual be a massive con- rainbow festival what do you think their annual conference would be about well like, there'd be speakers the rain- there'd be the speakers from all over the world there'd be fairies from all over the world uh, showing off new spells <laughs> And little tricks. <laughs> and outside there'd be a trade stall of yeah. all the fairies. Oh, you could boots. buy pixie dust <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> the most famous fairies would be there signing autographs. Yeah. Then you would have Your a fairy. single. Then you could go into the fairy band and they'd be all, here's a new song. <laughs> this one's off the new album called <laughs> Cosmopolitan. <laughs> so all the fairies would hang around there. But Fionn... Now, are, are women also fairies? Are there women fairies? Lady fairies. Fa- I'd say most of the women fairies are there women. There are male and female. No, you're thinking of like Tinkerbell. Where we're yeah. thinking more like Le- leprechaun. Le- Yes, they would all be allowed there. Yeah, the yeah. Tuya de Donnan would be there. The Fair Bullock would be there. Yes. It would be like that place in Star Wars, that pub in Star Wars where you go in and there's all sorts of everything. But the fairies would dominate. So as I walked through the forest the other day, I just felt the incredible drawn to the land. Now, I delved into it more because you know I like my history. But, into the forest. And I need, you, I need you to come in on this because I need a biblical term here. Noah in the ark. Yes. Right? The world was becoming Everybody into the ark. No, not, no, not everybody. No, just Noah and his family. Okay. And the animals. <laughs> and the animals. <laughs> but why did God instruct Noah to get into the ark? Because God wanted to save Noah because he was righteous, but he wanted to destroy everybody else. Exactly. So how many people did Noah bring with him into the ark? Just the family. And how many grandsons had he? Uh, how many sons had he in the ark with him? It was a three or two. Three, you're right. Hamel, Saif and Nayat. Bullshit. <laughs> Nemed was one of them. Nemed, Hamat, Ham. <laughs> you just ruined this whole Nemed, story there. Nemed, Hamat, and Sayal. Yeah, one, and of, one of them came sailing to Ireland. That's right. And one of his granddaughters, Cesar, C E S A I R E. Does he play for Brazil? <laughs> it's a girl. This is great, Viking. We all have to go to Nokma. One of the granddaughters of that son who came to Ireland said she had enough of the travelling, so she made her own boat and came up a river and found Nokma. And she was the first woman to ever land in Ireland. She lived in Nokma for a couple of years and she decided to introduce one animal to the country. So she, what animal did she take from the ark to bring to Ireland? This is fucking brilliant. Do you know this? I know for a fact. I bet it was a pig. It's not, it's a sheep. 
She brought a sheep to Ireland. But that makes sense. Not ma. Not ma. Tommy. Not ma. Ma. That's it. That's yeah, the. Yeah. Well, she resided there. She was the first woman ever to come to Ireland. And she was at home with the fairies. But as I walked down, there's an, a- an avenue, an entrance to it, about two kilometres long. And the sun was coming in on a lovely early summer's evening. A man with a dog walked by me and he spotted, he goes, how are you? How's it going? Oh, Hector, how are you doing? I said, how are you? And he was on his way up the hill. And he said to me, is this your first time on the hill? And I said, no, I come down here many times. It's amazing. And he goes, uh-huh. I said, uh, he said, there's some good things up there. And I said, yeah, there is. There's amazing spirits up there. And he goes, oh, yeah. The fair bullock played the fairies in a hurling match a long, long time ago up there. There was skin and hair flying. And he walked off. I mean, what a statement. Mm. The fairies versus the fair so bullock. So the fairies bring hurling into Ireland then? But you're having a conference. This was in the afternoon. They'd play hurling matches against the fair bullock. <laughs> That's a fucking great conference. But anyway, Cesar. C-A-S-A-R-E. Where did you learn the story? I learned the story... Because I've gone up there many, many more times and I've just got deeper, deeper, deeper into the King of the Fairies, Fionnbar. His castle is there as well. And it's a, it's an old hardwood oh, forest, oh, is it? Tommy, as you walk underneath it, it reminds me of the Amazon rainforest and it's just spectacular. And I think we have these places around and the country. And would be a few Brazilians in it and... You would know what you find At different in there. times of the day, you would. We'd have to go down there for a walk if it, sometime. If it reminds you of the Amazon, like a few Brazilians. There would be. They come up from Gort. They come up from they've, they've, the tribe has come up through Gort and headed towards Nakma. Yeah, wow. Are you any good at making decisions? Would you be, would uh, you think you're. I can you're, make quick decisions like dinner time, what do we have in our stuff like that. Sometimes I have too many things on, I can't continue one and then. Not. Or do you get stressed making. If I have decisions. too many things on, I had, like today I had to do four phone calls on the way out here in the, uh, the car. And it was like, if they were just... Are you always getting asked, will you do this, will you do this, will you do this? S- s- yeah, fair bit, but, but, but it's not even that. It was like a phone call after, phone call... Uh, uh, yes, sometimes, sometimes I am, yeah, but I don't... I try and I manage that. Sometimes if I put too many things, if I have too many things to do, I sort of get a little <laughs> agitated. Stressed. How yeah. about you, Louise? Are you a good decision maker? Uh, no, not really. I wouldn't be. Well, I mean, obviously, if you have to make a decision, I suppose you are. In, do, in do, now, do you have a big decision to make when your contract with the thing magic runs out? I know. I I I don't overthink things like that until okay. the time comes. Good woman. There's no point in bogging yourself down with the detail until it gets closer to the time, and yeah. then you make a decision. You make a decision. I. I mean, no. Are even, you good when you, if you have a list of things to do are you good getting them things done do you, so, do you achieve things it's every like day it's like when you were doing your homework you'd wait till the very last minute I I leave things till the last minute to do I think yeah. it, I'm under the pressure to do them then and then I I have to just get on with it but I wouldn't be I'm not a great forward planner in com- terms you're of decisions you're a good backward planner yeah I mean I'll wait till I'm there and what's then a backward I'll just, planner I don't, you said that I didn't say it. Sideways. I just mean that I wouldn't be able to go, I wouldn't make a decision way, way, way in advance. Say on a Wednesday. And know what's coming up and then go, oh, that's fine. I'll just go straight through this now or whatever. I wouldn't be great in that. I like to put myself under pressure, I think. Oh, yeah. What about you, Tommy? I am terrible at making decisions except when it comes to uh, uh, my work. Like the actual doing of the work. The the little decisions, the creative decisions. Mm. I'm fucking... Ruthless. Your yes and no to I'm that. I'm just fucking no, oh, no, wait. cut, gone, 
in, out, well, we know up, you. sideways. Yes. <laughs> we know the no bits. We know anyway. the no, yeah, we know you. <laughs> Uh, a friend of mine once said to me He said Always say no Because then At least you can say yes After Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he, he, yeah. He, If you say yes all the time It's very hard to say no after well, that, I got caught badly well. I got caught badly By saying yes too many times Yeah I got burnt And I won't get burnt again And I got burnt so badly That I said yes to a rugby corpus Right Listen to this uh, It was in a big hotel With a load of people And I said yes to it About six months before that then something else come up in the meantime. And Disaster. it was like, say, for example, Hector, 24th of April, are you free to do that for that rugby thing? Yeah. And it's a corporate, there'll be mostly pharmaceutical clients. Yeah, but it's a rugby game. And then there's 300 in the room. It's in the Aviva, blah, 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 blah. You'll do that. And I said, yeah. And that was like the 24th of April. And I say, it's, this is October. No, no, hang on, before you go on. When do you say how much? And oh, that's all done there. That, and that's all. Yeah, that would be done through the agent and all that. Okay. Yeah. That so, would be so, ninety-nine percent so of the stuff goes through the agent. So the one percent slips in. So the event and the amount are linked. Yes. Okay. Oh, no. Say, so say say you get a phone call in October for something in, in April. You think it's like that in so hundred years away. time? Yes. Oh, the twenty-fourth of April, Hector. Done. I just say that as well. Yes, because it's so far away. So what happened in the meantime? I was doing the breakfast radio show. We Ireland were playing Estonia in in a European playoff qualification match oh, yeah. in April. This is April coming up. Yes. This is that was October when I said yes. So about the start of April, we get the phone call that three want to fly the breakfast show out to Estonia for oh. two days to do the breakfast show because we're qualifying for the Euros in Poland, Poznan. And then I'm going, oh yeah, great. When is the? Oh, so uh, obviously. It's the 24th of April, Hector, we're flying out, the 23rd and 24th. Yes. And then I went, ding dong, what? The 24th of April? I can't go. What do you mean you can't go? Oh, okay, leave it with me. So then the shit hit the fan. Then I had to cancel that thing. And then it was all sort of, I had to get somebody else to do that gig for me while I was over in Estonia. I have a question. I have a question yes. now. So you... Um, there's a technical word for this, isn't it? It's like you sublet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I sublet. Yeah, like it, like instruction. Yeah, I sublet it out to yeah, another sublet man. The gig. Can I ask you a question now, Hector? If you don't mind me, it's just been straight up. Yes. This. Did you ask for a slice of the subletting? No, no. Oh, you know you did. No, I didn't. I gave everything to him. Oh, hundred percent. Sound out. Very sound out. hundred percent. And I was grateful for the show. hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, but it was funny while we were out there uh, on the gig for three and we were doing the breakfast show from Estonia because wasn't the man who was in charge of the FAI at the time very flahulok and we finished the second breakfast show at nine ten o'clock in the morning their time at half ten I was in an Irish bar downtown Tallinn <laughs> and uh, by 11 o'clock I had about four pints of strong Lithuanian or Lithuanian Estonian beer, beer. Estonian beer and by about 12 o'clock I had about seven pints and then a load of lads from Nav and Cosmos walked in <laughs> with the tricolours over them and by two o'clock in the afternoon I was getting awful mouldy <laughs> then the boss of the FAI walks in and he goes, well, and we're, well, well, and there was a few shorts. And then he goes, do you want to come out with me now? I have a cocktail reception on the top floor of a very big hotel. You're in your steamboats. <laughs> me and another and man called Alan, the, the producer, were absolutely 
skied. And next minute, we're in the back of a chauffeur-driven fleet of cars heading to a top floor of a very well-known branded hotel. We go into the lift with the said gentleman and a load of other representatives. And I am seeing double. I am (laughs) legless. This is only four o'clock and Ireland are playing at eight. And we get to the top floor of the hotel and it's like walking out into Ibiza. There's a, a pool, it's all multicoloured lights, there's smoke machines and there's it's a free cocktail bar for all the friends of the said football association and colleagues yes. and entourage and three and everything. All done in the best possible oh. taste. <laughs> and let's just say no expense was spared. I had a whiskey sour in my hand within four minutes and I was standing beside a smoke oh, machine with a DJ. <laughs> there was a DJ playing and Alan is looking out over the side the whole of the city and I'm just going, going Alan, where did it all go wrong? We are out of it. <laughs> About nine pints of lager in on board oh. this stage and then a couple of rapid cocktails and <laughs> then we were then it's uh, everybody ready at seven lads seven so at seven then we were taken whisked away in another fleet of BMW 7 BMW 730s to the match <laughs> I got into the stadium and there's like only about 8,000 people it's a tiny little stadium it's like going to Terryland Park I couldn't even see the pitch <laughs> Bursting for the toilet every five minutes. I've got plastic glass in my hand, more beer. Ah. Then I start getting the hangover. Then the, the headache comes in. But the beauty of the whole thing was, during that conversation with the said head of the, F, of the FAI, he said, how are you getting home? I says, we're flying home tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Is that your... She's very late. You, do you want to fly home with the boys? I says, what? He says, do you want to fly home with the lads on the team tonight if you want to get out of here? (laughs) So so I flew home with the Irish team and I was out of my mind (laughs) down the back of the plane. I was sitting in the, in, the, in the airport and all the lads were over having to crack Kevin Doyle, all the boys, and my hangover was kicking in and I had no salpidine and I am in ribbons. And then on the plane, they all started drinking a few beers and the crack and I was trying to fall asleep and they were shouting, they were pushing me, there were people singing and I was no, I was no crack Hector down the back. I was like, really bad now because I was drinking since 10 o'clock in the morning. I was an utter fucking wreck and I was on the team plane coming home, but I, I did a bad thing. I left Alan Swan. <laughs> you left him where? I, I had to tell him that I wasn't flying home with Alan. I'm not flying home with you tomorrow night. Oh, it, oh, you were, oh, you dropped them. Oh, you fucker, you, you fucker. I or, thought you brought them all with you. Oh, no, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't I, it was with just the, one seat. Would the two of you like to come home? Yeah, it was just me. And I, I, I did a bad thing. I flew home with the Irish oh, team. What did Alan say? <laughs> Alan just woke up in the Holiday Inn and Alan on his own. <laughs> And he had the whole day (laughs) sitting watching Estonian television. (laughs) (laughs) I'm back in me me bed in Galway. (laughs) Why did nobody ask you when you arrived in Dublin, where's Alan? (laughs) That was one of the perks of the job, but it was... But from, from, from doing a breakfast show in one of the local radio stations... An hour later, I was in an Irish pub and the crack. And you know those early pints. I know you like your early pints. If you get pints in before 12 o'clock and then four o'clock that afternoon, we were in the back of a car, a cavalcade, heading 
towards a massive hotel, the Radisson, to a fucking party on the top floor. It was... Outrageous. <laughs> oh, outrageous. Outra- those uh, those uh, were the days. And were you, when you, when the, the when your man said, you want to come home with the players, <laughs> did you say, ah, wah, wah, <laughs> oh, I knew I, my hangover was kicking in and okay. I knew that I could either fly out that night at 10 o'clock or half 10 or wait till about 8 o'clock the following evening. And when I, I was in the horrors, yeah. I said, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> how did you break it to Alan? Uh, he, he never, I don't know if he's ever forgiven me, but uh, it was one of those great trips. But that was a great trip. But I had said yes on the 24th of April to another gig. Luckily enough, I got somebody to, a well-known sports commentator who does rugby on RTE filled in for me. I have a little crow to pluck and I haven't used that statement for a number of months but I might have a little crow to pluck with, um, with somebody who didn't um, with Mayo, a, Mayo Sportswoman of the Year over no, there he's No looking, he's looking at you so. No no um, I suppose on this on this podcast there is a, a feeling of honesty and openness that we share Yes We share our stories and when we get we, when we get stuff we share it and uh, when when people send us stuff, we we, we normally share it. Right. Um, I didn't know that there was a hamper of goodies sent to you the other day, Loretta, and it was so good a hamper that she's put it all out on the bed on the barren bed of Knockmore and wrote it. <laughs> spread it, Tommy. Spread all the produce out on the bed and then continued to. Uh, Attack social media with full thanks and praise and the best of luck for the season and not a word about it on this podcast. So I'd like you to open up to your brother of the podcast and your other brother in podcasting and tell us what you got sent and uh, and what yeah. you plastered on social media without our knowledge. Well, first of all, I was sent a ladies Gaelic football new Mayo jersey. So uh, I was sent it in a box for Lorita with a mug, a travel mug and a badge and an air freshener for the car. But Jeez, they were all, but they were Mayo notch. logos and they were Mayo branded stuff and Elvery sent it to me and I didn't think that... Elvery sent it to you? Yes. One of the biggest sports companies in the country. Yes, but oh, they're I from Mayo and they're Mayo people. Yeah, but they're shops in Galway. Mayo. Yeah, well that's fine. I'm Navin. And now, geez, it wouldn't be take that much now to organise a couple well, of Meath jerseys being sent out from um, How many from counties Terryland. would they have to send you? Meath, a, a Galway, a, Donegal. A signed Just, card, exactly. Larita, best of luck for the season. We support you in everything we do. And then you return the compliment by spreading it all out on the bed, which Irish people have a tendency to do when they get sent produce. They go to one of the rooms, open up a lovely <laughs> shot for Instagram. And I saw it on Saturday Well, night. I was trying to put the jersey on, but then, I mean, it does fit was what I was going Easy now, <laughs> easy, <laughs> easy. Hey. It, uh, but I was, it, it looked a bit weird, the photo shoot had taken a picture of myself in the jersey. So I just thought I'd be safer and look better from an aesthetic point of view to put it on the bed the well, barren mattress of not more um, when uh, do you have to wear a special bra a sports fo- bra for football what's what's a, what's a sports bra shock absorber oh <laughs> and you would think that they themselves would be shock absorbers yeah no. but you don't want them bopping up and down up around they could they'd be handy for a little bop, nudge bop, off the ball bop, but bop, I, uh, <laughs> yeah so um, a, spor- a sports bra just kind of flattens and keeps everything from moving what's around. like an elbow traps Fri- friction you wouldn't want to get friction burn there you know what about a, do you ever get How a, about an, an elbow in, an elbow into the ditty when you're playing is that sore oh, painful 
I'd say. Oh, you wouldn't get, get it You that wouldn't of. get too much, no? no? Not too much, no. You didn't well. Did you ever get a thump off a girl and a slap off a girl in a match? Yeah. Who was it and bring her up here? <laughs> I don't know. Because I, I want to hear about that. that I've got into loads of t- tang- tangles, as we like to call them, playing football. But I, I've never actually, I don't believe I've ever been sent off. You'd, you'd remember? Yeah. I mean, I've definitely got uh, reprimanded. And, you know, you'd be having the old chat then with the ref and you'd be saying, ah, come on, Jesus, I didn't mean to do it. No, it was just the heat of the moment. And, you know, that kind of thing. I was playing a match for for Mayo Juniors. We were playing in London one day. Like Mayo against London? Yeah, ladies. Right, yeah. And, uh, they Did actually, London have much of a team? Oh, my God. They actually London fucking found embarrassing. Junior. We went out to London and they fucking bet us. <laughs> we were the only team in the whole junior of history. Junior ladies football. Yeah, but actually, in hindsight, they actually went on to win the junior title, All-Ireland title. Oh, yeah. Year. So I was... Was it in Ryslip? Oh. Yeah. I was playing for Mayo, obviously, went and I ran it. I ran into this one and she was like a gate she was that fucking bony and hard yeah. so I ran into her and it was obviously the ref was like look do that again now and you'd be sent off well did I fucking make up for that these two fucking ones came after me uh, about a 15 minutes later and they got me in a tackle where one came one side of me and the other came the other and they basically like oh they spun you sandwich you and, and, and I got oh such like there was that 3G grass you know I got absolutely ripped did they ripped get you with a shoulder and knee into 3G the... grass you know that grass where it's kind of like that synthetic. grass it's got a bit of it it would be yeah, synthetic yeah you get carpet burn and you get awful carpet burn from it oh yeah so I got an awful I had an awful hammer what position were you playing Ah, uh, corner forward. And, and then I pl- I came home then. That we went on the Raz then in London and we got absolutely bananas because we got beaten. And I came home and I we were playing a league match. Knockmore were playing a league match against uh, Bunny Conlon. And I tried That's a person now or is that a place? It's a person and place. It's a place. Definitely a place. In it's a Johnny Mayo. Conlon. No, it's, it's the... Michael Conlon's brother. The second Bunny. best... Agricultural show in Ireland oh. behind the Tullamore show, the yes. Bonnie Conlon show. By Jesus, that's incredible! Go. What a New thing! Facts. To, New what facts. a name for a parish, Bonnie Conlon. Bonnie Conlon, and they have a show dance there yes. after the after the the, the cattle show. have a dance. No, they, they have a show dance for the people after. Oh, right. What's a show dance? It's, it's for after the show, and they get like big bands after like Mike show? Denver. Uh, after the, After agricultural, the agricultural show, show Tommy. on right. August Bank Holiday Monday, then you have you have all the machinery and the animals during the day, and then you have a show afterwards, and a, then a, a dance, a show dance, show dance. Okay, good. And then you go. Mike Denver you. be in. Mike Denver, all the country in Western. Derek Wales. Ryan. Or oh Jesus. Michael English. Or yes. The full big dance. Pints flowing. The full breakfast. Yeah. Hot bottles of Heineken and Sex oh. on the Beach and oh. all that sort of stuff out there in Morning Conlon, and. Uh, I played the match when I came back. Oh my God, did I break my knuckle? It still is not right. On your one's face? No, I was blocking a ball and someone kicked me and I broke my... I had to... Do you know what they'd made me do? The no. manager of the team at the time told me to, I shouldn't have been out drinking the night before, right? I was like, oh, what a big deal. He made me drive myself to the fucking hospital with my broken arm. My broken wow. hand. Wow. Didn't give a shit. That's what... No, he's not here to defend that's himself, what in la- fairness. That's what but, ladies uh, football was like in the back in the day. You'd, we'd no fucking much- showers. We'd no hot water. We, we had to... We didn't have sponsors on our jerseys. We had to buy all our own gear and that's how we were treated like fucking dogs and we had to play Was football. there much sledging? Is there much sledging? Would there much as you come down you're onto the pitch and you're running down your corner forward and you're just about What's, to what's sledging Hector? The, where, you get, where you're verbally abused and oh, right. all through the match. Would you be running down to the position
position, you'd see the corner back and you're about to, the match is about to be thrown in, the ball's thrown in and you go down, you give her a good shoulder just to let her know where you are and go, how are you? Um, our be, tactic and then was, verbals. Um, my tactic used to be to stand on their toe, on their little toe with your um, with your stud. That was a good one. Because that you couldn't get any, actually Any verbals, any sledging? No, I never got engaged to that really. Does it happen? Yeah, it does, yeah. Um, when you're playing the London women, would they have had rural Irish accents or London accents? A lot of them were Irish, but some of them were oh, yeah. were natives, I suppose. Yeah. But it's um, but they like London. There's a lot of local. Isn't there a new thing now where if you're from New York or whatever, if you're playing over there, that you have to have a high percentage has to be native. You know, you have to be indigenous. A, you have to be grown up. Indigenous, there. yeah. To be born there. To I was in Ryslip once. Were you ever in Ryslip? I think I've drove through it one time or other. No, but did you ever go into the pitch? No. No, Jesus. It's a super facility. Is it really? It's a super. They've really done work. It's a, And it's nestled within a haven of soccer clubs. I mean, Queen's Park Range, only a stone's throw over That's the road. Right. Uh, it's an absolutely super, super and facility. Here, is there a team like in Manchester and Newcastle? Yes, yes. Swansea? I don't know about Newcastle or I don't know, maybe there There's is. A, in every city. Liverpool and oh, uh, all those. Brighton. All right, mate. All right. All right. Calm down. Calm down. It's all a 45, right. mate. It's, it's a 45. What the fuck are you saying? Referee, what's left? Hey, give us in here, give us in here for fuck's sake. We're one, two down to one, five. Come on, for fuck's sake. Steps, referee. Steps, steps. Steps, referee. I can't for the fucking mark, you blind bastard. I can't for the fucking mark. Fucking steps. Fucking steps. She's pulling out to me, ref. Tommy, get warmed up there. Get warmed up these fucking cuts. Come back here. I, I, sat, in the, I the sat in the stand in Ryslip. Uh, we were over you there. You sat in the stand? I sat I sat in the stand. That is a pure Irish thing. I to sat do. in the stand at Ryslip with two lads, and one of them was working the electronic scoreboard. And there was nobody in the stand because we were there, we were on the 14. There was a load of teams over there. And we went over for a bit of a junket. About nine or 11 lads, and the parents decided to go, all just lads. And then by the time we got to Knock Airport, the lads had checked through on the right and We were above in the pub, and in Knock Airport, we were five points of Heineken on board. <laughs> <laughs> responsible as well. This was responsible by the time we got to the hotel. Meanwhile, down in the bar. The dads. And then we realised the that the yeah. bottles, the bottles of beer, they'd only bottles of beer in the hotel. They were about seven or eight sterling a pop. One of the local dads said, well, fuck this shit. He says, I'm off over there. And so across the road was two Indian takeaways and an Indian grocery store shop. And we went over and the man came back with about 400 cans. Sing so cans, all in sing. the foyer of the hotel. This is only on the Friday night. <laughs> Such bet, big buffoons And the coaches I won't say the coach But I said lads Is anyone checking on them young Well we went upstairs And the elevator opened <laughs> It was like Fucking platoons <laughs> the, sa- <laughs> the Saturday we went, the we went off to Ryslip To play the match on Saturday And we were a little bit worse from where Didn't I f- I meet a load of Irish lads That had been living over there for years London Irish and I sat above in the stand in Ryslip and your man had the electronic scoreboard thing <laughs> in his hand. And he was he had the feet draped out over two seats in front of him. I think it was from Westmead. And I'm I'm I've three three, four seats myself and the feet draped over and he's putting up the score on the electronic scoreboard with the thumb and he's asking me about Galway and Nav and and then we after the matches were played, it was a blitz, we went into the clubhouse and it was three o'clock, four o'clock on a Saturday afternoon in England. The scores were coming in from the Premier League. Ireland were playing in rugby. Well, I started drinking Tetley's. Mine said Tetley's. Tea? Te- beer, bitter. 
Tetley's. I thought Tetley's was tea Tetley's bags. make tea Tet- bags. Tetley's <laughs> fucking make fucking bits. You mean tenants? Tenants, do you mean? No, Tetley's. Tetley's fucking bits. And then at, at this Why table. Why are you doing the Indian accent for us? <laughs> at this table. At this, <laughs> Is it iced tea there you were drinking? Fucking pints of Tetley's. That's all that's Tetley's. 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 Are you sure of that? Tetley's. I, 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 listen, lads. I fucking know me tea. Tetley's yeah. make proper tea. Yeah. But they make a fucking proper pints. They're originally fucking bitter. Bitter? It's a pint of Tetley's. That's thank you in German. Bitter. <laughs> <laughs> So we were all in the clubhouse in Ryslip and we had five pints of Tetley's and we are all on the Tetley's getting the Tetley's buzz. And then well, it was only about six o'clock. Bags of chips for well, them. Well, the crack, we never, I was never so happy to get back to knock on a Sunday. And then we dropped the kids back to the clubhouse and all the mothers were after driving in going, how was the weekend? <laughs> I hoped he behaved himself. <laughs> how was our little Sean? And I was like, oh, yeah, they were great, they were great. I haven't seen <laughs> them since Friday afternoons as <laughs> you. And there was one of the lads that came with me <laughs> yeah, at about 11 o'clock on the Saturday he was getting peckish I said I'm off to the Indian because I, I love me Indian <laughs> I said I'm going over a Lambuna and your man goes to me I'll go over with you actor. I love me Indian and as we walked towards the Indian I said to him do you like Indian now really and he goes I fucking love Indian I don't, I don't I don't eat it much, but I love it. So we walked in. It was like walking into the Kashmir. It was Punjabi province. The fucking chicken everywhere. Chicken masala. It was flying. I says, can I have um, a, a my lambuna? And I, he said, and I said, do you like your India? He said, uh, I just have some chicken skewers. I said, will you make up some... <laughs> Then Tandoori chicken skewers. Yeah, he, he got the chicken skewers and he ate them. Well, the next day in Knock Airport, he's there. Have you any fucking Gaviscon? <laughs> <laughs> he says, those fucking chicken fucking things are fucking. <laughs> he's never spoken to me since. <laughs> I don't know if he's ever in an Indian in his life. I'm fucking on a load of lager. <laughs> he probably, he lied in bed on the Monday night and he in bits. <laughs> the wife, the wife, what happened? <laughs> the poor bastard probably ate the stick as well. In the fucking West London and near Heathrow Airport, it's about 600 Indians on the fucking street. Oh, it was a very funny weekend, but we had pints of Tetley's in, pints of Tetley's in a rice slip. <laughs> pints of Tetley's. And did young Will, how was he? Oh, he was great. <laughs> Which one is he? And then we had to chaperone a load of them at the airport. <laughs> Like a flock of sheep. And you had hung over. We all hung over, pouring. <laughs> who, who, have I got your boarding card? Who, who are you? I don't even know your name. Oh my Get God. on to the... Who, where, where? <laughs> they were minding you oh, more than you. <laughs> I knew it was going to be bad. We got the knock up on me about seven points before we got on the plane. And the kids were all dressed like with their little backpacks. <laughs> and their full tracks <laughs> Teeth in the glass. <laughs> the flight is going, lads. I will have one more. Seven more points. I have one waving at the top of the Ryanair flight. Oh, you were, that's, that's why Gareth the Vetten was brought oh, in. No, but we had a great weekend and we were very well behaved. Done the parish proud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Tetley's do make beer, I think. Well, that's a good one. Oh, stop. Getting in the car park, you know, the way they congregate and they're all, how are the lads? How are the lads? And giving rubbing their hair and put your bag in the boot and the husband's Stop, come out. That is so the funny. Husband's like zombies. <laughs> that is very Smell good. The booze off. <laughs> Such a bunch of responsible adults to send off. <laughs> Indians. <laughs> 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 
Give <laughs> 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 them five pounds yeah, man, to go I to the shop. God, I nearly broke him with the fucking Indian. <laughs> <laughs> and he's pure country. He's, I don't think he was I'd have been an Indian in Hounslow. <laughs> deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What type of country do you think Ireland would be if nobody owed anybody any money? So I'm thinking about the, our, the, the degree to which our lives are shaped by debt. Mm. So the vast majority of people in the country would get up in the morning and go to work. Why? Because they've got fucking bills to pay. And it shapes their, for, shapes their day. Nine to five, Monday to Friday. And that's the shape in their lives. Now, back in, you know, 200 years ago, whatever, there was always a shape on the day because people got up and had to farm or whatever it was. But I was just thinking, like, about freedom. And I was thinking about, can you imagine what Ireland would be like if nobody owed anybody any money and we had the energy to do other things? Well, there'd be a cloud of stress that would lift up. There'd be that dark cloud of financial stress would lift off the island. I think people would be kinder. I think people would do more for one another. I think people would, there'd be a bigger system of kind of sharing and swapping and... I think it would be a much, much more delightful country to be in. You know, if mm. all, say tomorrow, uh, some fucking genius wizard of a Taoiseach said, all mortgage debt has been cancelled. You are free to follow your own inclinations. Imagine what the fucking country would be like then. Well, first, yeah. And Can you, you imagine? Would it be like going back to Ireland 80 years ago? Probably, or would you? Would your would your basic needs then change? Would you not have any 
Like, how would it work? Would you... Well, all money made, all money made, as in jobs, would go to, would not, would not go to that major account that pays off the mortgage. So money would be, people would be more flahulak in, in a more positive way, People I think. would still want to work and be active. But they, they wouldn't be under the yoke of debt. Yeah, they wouldn't be driven to have jobs that were... Re- like you'd, Would they still want the highest paid jobs then? Or I'm not so sure. I just think I think it would be... Wouldn't, isn't it a but wonderful debt thing? Debt is a human fuck, creating... A human, totally. De- and and mortgage is a, is a thing that was it's made... It's a fucking up. invention. It's an invention. I mean, it's all relative. If you go back to the 70s, people paid this for that. In the 60s, when they built the house, was that. And the house was worth this in 1981. Everything is relative. Money was money even back then. But... It's 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 a pretty contentious point at the moment with the fucking way people are trying to buy a house now and they can't even afford it. Like people can't even afford that mortgage. People can't even afford that mortgage now. Young people can't even afford that mortgage. I just think it's an interesting thing to fucking think the about. Lift, imagine if everyone no. woke up in the morning with no debt. With no no debt. And you kind of go But people would stay busy, that's the thing. People would stay kind of involved with one another and I just think it would be a much freer country. A much more exciting place to live. Much more generous place to live. Nobody should have that. You'd have a nicer time of being alive. Yes. But but we've already created an environment where the rich want to get richer. That would continue. Maybe, maybe. But let them ask it like. There'll always be warped cunts. You know. (laughs) People will still go to work. People will still, but... but, but Because people have to be busy. (coughs) And love being busy. It would be very hard to gauge that, that... what it would do for the mindset of the country. How would people feel in every parish if you took that burden off them? It'd be amazing. The parishes that's, would flourish. That's the one, it's the one thing I say to my kids is that don't get into debt. Don't get into fucking debt because it shapes your life. It, it just, it, it puts a kind of a structure on your life that you, just because we're so used to doing it, doesn't mean that it's a good thing to be doing. Yeah. Just, just so we're, because we're so used at the age of 30 or 35 signing up to a 25-year fucking mortgage. That doesn't mean it's a good idea. Because, the you know, you can be deformed by carrying something for your whole life and think that that's your normal shape. But it's not. It's the fucking weight in your back that has you that way. But it's so difficult. It's so difficult for people not to choose debt. It's, it's a fucking, you know... You but know, it's, a human, it's, it's a human instinct to want to have your own roof. And yes. want to have your own kitchen. Of course. And want to have your own space. But it's, back in the day, people just built houses. Yeah. You just built the fucking thing. Yeah. Yes, but you didn't. And like, it was all basic. Like your house, if you look at a house yeah. from 100 years ago or 80 years ago or 20, 40 years ago, there were just the basic requirements of a house. Now houses are extravagant and yeah. you want to have a bigger house than your neighbour. You want to have a bigger house than your sister or your brother or whatever. So, but I wonder if... But I think if you had no debts and you'd, uh, but then things would even get more out of hand. In what way? Because people would spend more and more and more because we're conditioned now to, to either get loans or get to go into debt. Because like, well, I, I tell you, so one of the great things that that's happened uh, over the past year or so is that we've all kind of been slight. Well, not we've had an opportunity to disengage from shopping. Now I know we've all gone mental fucking buying stuff online mm. and van drivers have never been busier. Mm. But what I we we live in a shopping culture. And now, you know, the shops are reopening and people say, "Oh, it's great, we'll all go shopping again." And mm. it's kind of it's a fucking weird thing to be always at, to be always at shopping and to realize that so many people's livelihoods depend on you fucking shopping. 
where the Taoiseach comes out and says, all right, everybody, let's go shopping again. Yeah. Let's get this economy going. It's all about fucking consumption. It's a consumption. circular thing, isn't it? It's a circular thing of consumption. It's a circular thing of it. But the thing... But we're obsessed with our phones. We're, we're surrounded by that everywhere it's, we turn. Like, it's, it's there's no escaping it. So if we, like, we'd either need to go back in time and live basic lives, but I don't know if we had if if all is that our, even possible? Yes, but if all our debt was erased, we'd just be even more extravagant because then we'd be buying and I'm buying. I'm not so sure. Buy- I I think with that pressure was taken off. As I think we would focus on other things. Yeah, in I, Mongolia, I you don't, don't get a mortgage. You don't need a mortgage. You don't need to buy. You just travel and say, "I'm going to camp here, and I'm going to build a settlement here, and I'm going to build my family here." In Mongolia, it's oh, open. Th- They're nomads. I They're thought, nomads. I thought you said Monhan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Monhan would be very straight. Is they're nomads. They can pitch a tent and start their houses and yurts wherever they yes. want. That's a beautiful because there's but open space. But that's because they haven't been exposed to yes. commercialism. Every, every, like everything is relative. Like commercial, but you say that exposed like commercialism is a fucking disease. But it is. Yes. It is a disease. Yes, I yes agree. it is. It is a disease. So we're absolutely screwed. Let's then. all move out to Mongolia. Yeah. M- or Monaghan. See, <laughs> what pisses me off is that we slip. We have something here. And Tommy, I remember you saying this. Money never suited us. You said that years ago. Yes. Years. Tommy said it. I said it. Tommy said it on stage at Kilkenny in, nine, in 2004. He said, money never fucking suited us. We're buying fucking Ferraris and fucking Maybachs and fucking turkey fucking flats. Go on skiing. Tommy, do you remember that? Oh, I remember. See, well. I remember. I watched every, myself on DVD every I night. I remember every single joke he said because we sit up at night time and he rings me and goes, what are you watching? And he turns the jokes again. I said, I'm watching this one now from 1982. 1982. Money never suited us. And I've said it in many, many conversations over the years. As Tommy Tiernan said, money never suited us. I've met the best people, the most humble and richest people in the world who have fucking nothing on my travels. But yet they have a roof over their heads, no mortgage, $5 a day to survive. But yet their handshake and their friendship and their welcome has enriched me so I see what you if we had no debt in this country it would be like releasing a yeah. valve I don't think so happiness. I think we'd be I think happiness. we're gone too far now the hap- no. no we are I've seen a documentary one time about this fucking Iranian sheep herder who just fucking he spent six months of the year travelling to his winter camp and then six months of the year travelling to the summer camp yes. and he was that he said I'm happy I'm a happy man. I have fuck all, but I am happy. We all got that feeling back out in the island last week. Yeah. Of just fucking, we were kind of disengaged with, from the rat race. Yes. yes. But if you gave that sheep farmer, if you put him into our world, left him here for 20 years, he had money, he had yes. death. Like, it would destroy him. Yes, it would, but like it's all relative. Like he yep. he has what he has now, and he doesn't know any different. You take you pluck somebody now that has big mortgage and loads them, put them in there. They wouldn't like to live that. But you that kind see, of life. we have to lay the blame at the institutions who have driven us into debt. Well said, Hector. And what well I'd said. Li- what I'd like to say While here is burn the banks, burn the burn the banks. Burn the banks! And the other thing is, take a, you know, you're better off if you were in debt for hundreds and hundreds of millions than being in debt for 50,000. Oh. So well, tell your kids if they're going to be in debt to be in debt big time. I might get in trouble for saying it, Larita, but I didn't see one man or one woman going into Mount Joy with the, with the, with what do you think the things that, what do you call it? Handcuffs. 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 <laughs> 
I didn't see one man or one woman going into Mount Joy with the handcuffs on and they owe 150 million to the bank. But I, get, I see many's a man and many's a woman getting a phone We're call. We're lifting fucking Mars bars. 20 past six in the evening yes. and you're having your dinner and you get the dreaded phone call to say you're late with your ESB or you're late with your visa or, or you you're late your with this. Uh, exactly. Yes. In this country we live in, you're better off owing 450 million than owing four grand to the bank because they'll ride you to the cross. Will, for the four grand there's some sort Get of it out, lads. fucking wank job on my credit card whereas if it's a it's a monthly payment you have to make yeah. there's a minimum monthly payment of 12% or 2% of something that yes. you have to fucking pay every oh, what the fuck anyway my credit card was cancelled because I did because I missed a fucking four euro payment that's a disgrace what? Tommy four fucking euro that's a disgrace and what did you do, Tommy? I phoned up and says, what the... F-? Some pop answered the phone yeah. just after doing the leaving cert. I said, what the fuck is this? Your credit card is cancelled and I'm, I'm fucking... Um, it's because you missed your four euro payment. I said, that's fucking ridiculous. Yes, Tommy. And he said, yes, it is ridiculous. I said, what can we do? And he said, we can do fuck all about it. Next month, it'll be fine. As I <laughs> said, that dirty, rotten, rancid bank that was Anglo-Irish Bank. A cesspit of debauchery and cheating. I wasn't, I wasn't 39 billion Hector was it that bad was It was it? bad They spent 126,000 euro A minute on <laughs> coke That's a fact isn't it Branding golf balls To give to clients I swear to God 39 billion euro Of your kids money And my kids money And your future kids money And the future kids Of the Knockmore Parish players money And Tommy's future Tiernan's out in the island money And all the Ohokagons And all the Kyogans Back in Navan Will be paying for this For the next 400 years I said they at the time They won't even know they're alive And you can quote me on this Let me write it down <laughs> Write this down Take the minutes I said at the time When, when does the quote start? The quote starts now no. Okay Inverted commas Anglo-Irish Bank Anglo-Irish Bank Bring them to the ancient city of Varanasi Oh in India is it? On the banks of the Ganges And set the fucking bastard thing alive How many hours in Varanasi? <laughs> V-A-R N-A-R V-A-R <laughs> Put the Anglo-Irish bank on a funeral pile. Hang on, start from the beginning again. No, Jesus, don't. Load up, pay one of the locals to oh, make the fuck. biggest funeral pyre you can much. ever see. We need, we need a stenographer, he's going too fast. <laughs> Put it out onto the Ganges, what, the Ganges, set it alight, yes. and burn it! Burn it to fucking hell! Anglo-Irish cunts! Did you get that, Tommy? Oh, I got it all. 39 billion to save go. a bank. Oh, and who the... did it save? It saved fucking nobody, Keep but it drove us into the fucking depths of oh, depravity. You wouldn't hear this at a people before profit meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and I am proud to stand. Proud Navin, man. To stand for Clare Galway, people for non-profit. People for P... P-F-P-A. I have spoken to my counterparts, Hildegard Nocton. Hildegard, Finnegale. To know Grealish, independent. Oh, is he? Sort of. And I am proud to stand now for a brand new political party, the THL <laughs> Love... P. What would we Burn be? the cunts bank. <laughs> Burn the bank. BNBC. What would we call ourselves? The TH... And then, and then Joe Biden go, I am delighted to welcome Lorita and our new political party. We need, we need an emblem. Yeah. We would. What would it be? We'd have a tissel. We'd, we'd, no, we'd no, have a, a shamrock. A shamrock. With something going through it. 
A shamrock with a dart going through it. <laughs> a dock leaf. We'd have a fucking round. A sheep and the a dock leaf. THL party. The party for the people of who know... Everything. Nothing. Who know when they're being fucking fooled. Exactly. <laughs> too, it's getting a yeah. bit It's getting a bit too warm. Quote me on that. I will quote yeah, you Yeah, he has lot. it down. Jesus, Tommy, have you run out of space there, are you? I'm born them at the stake. I have a book there behind you, Hector, it's called Great Irish Speeches. And there's... <laughs> There's, That's it's going t- into there's the room for that. There's, there's room for your one in the, in the appendix. It's still oh, them like the bodies in Varanasi. Oh, Set them a life. 39 billion. This is our press Christ release for the week. <laughs> and as for Davy's stockbrokers, oh, oh, don't Jesus. get me fucking going. No, do, do, do. No, do, do, do. I'm not getting down that track. No. No. No, I won't. No. Right. Stop. End Enough. the quote. End the quote. I need a cup of tea after that. This is the end of the episode. Thank you all for downloading wherever you are in whatever parish globally or closer to home. Go to Mila Mila Moggy. Tommy? So we've got a, um, once a week we'll read out one shout out. Um, and this week's one comes from a fella by the name of Wesley Morrissey. And he's in Dubai. And here's the letter he sent in. Well, lads, it's like to start that fucking harp ad. You can fry mm-hmm. an egg on the rocks out here. Wesley I had an egg. <coughs> Well, lads, I'm sitting here in the desert outside Dubai, not a fucking sinner around. Only an old run-down meat processing plant across the road, and I'm pissing myself listening to your podcast. <laughs> I've been listening to you for a while now. Just the stories remind me of how great a fucking country the Emerald Isle is, ah. Huh? I work for a dairy company out here, which was set up by two Irishmen back in the day, who said it would be great crack to set up a dairy company in the fucking desert. We started out with 53 cows, and now we have almost... Two hundred fucking thousand. No way. With a new calf born every eight minutes. What? We sell poultry. We slaughter three million birds a week. What? (laughs) Three million? (coughs) Some crack out here. Your podcast is the highlight of my week and many more out here. Picture the scene. A packed gym. 80 shapers and 20 paddies. Shapers are shaping and paddies are laughing. You stroll over beside the Irish lads and you can see the big orange logo on their phone. You nod and smile and you know the crack. I have three kids with no plans for a fourth, but we might go again, just as long as we can get to call them Gus. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, keep up the good work. Sound lads, good luck. What's so that's that? Wesley Morrissey in Dubai. Thanks a million, well, Wesley. That's to Wesley lovely. Morrissey in Dubai and to all the Morrisseys here, home in Ireland, we salute ye. Slán agus bánacht. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 